Welcome to Live Your Full Life Now podcast. I'm so glad that you guys have decided to continue joining me um, on this teaching of how powerful our words are when they're spoken. Um, the title of this message, as you know, it's you can bless or you can curse with your words. And I believe this is the sixth teaching on this subject, and I probably will wrap it up and start another um, subject for the next teaching. Um, so I promise to share you guys with share with you guys some stories from the Bible. I believe I already did share some, but there's a couple more that I would like to share with you guys about the power of the words and how much emphasis um, the Word of God puts on this. Remember, guys, the Bible says we are created in the image of God. He spoke the whole world into existence. So take some time and think a little deeply, deep, deeply, more deeply about it. What does that mean exactly? We're created in the image of God. Um, so if his words matter, then our words matter as well. Um, okay, I want to share with you guys the story of Zachariah and Elizabeth. So who was Zachariah? And this story, um, I'm going to read it out of Luke 1, uh, verses 11 through 20. And um, this story, and I may not read all like verse by verse, but we'll probably just give you a summary of it. But this story is about Zachariah and Elizabeth. And Elizabeth was Mary, you know, Virgin Mary, who gave birth to Jesus, cousin. And Zachariah uh, was a priest. So um, the Bible says that they were both righteous in God's eyes, and but they didn't have any kids. And um, they couldn't have kids. So it looks like Elizabeth was barren or for one reason or another, they just didn't have any kids. And they were past uh, the childbearing years. So they always wanted a kid, but they didn't have any. So Zachariah has been praying to God and asking him for that. And I'm sure so had Elizabeth. Um, so on this occasion, while he's in church, and this is verse 11. Again, I'm in Luke 1. It says, Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zachariah saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zachariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you are to call him John. He will be a joy and a delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God. And he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Okay, so you guys, this is John, this is the John the Baptist. So this is the story of how John the Baptist uh, came to be, right? So Zachariah and Elizabeth were his parents. And so how did it happen? They were barren, passed the childbearing age. And this angel appears to Zachariah while he's at church, burning incense, and he tells him, your prayers are going to be answered. You know, you're going to have a son. We want you to name him. God wants you to name him John. And this is what John is going to do. So Zachariah, what does he say? He asked the angel, how can this, how can I be sure of this? I am an old man and my wife is well along in years. So Zachariah is thinking with his natural mind and he's looking at facts, right? Like what he said is not ridiculous, right? He's just saying, 
how is that possible? Um, how do I know what you're saying is going to happen? Because in reality, I'm an old man and, you know, all these years we tried, nothing happened. And now we're way past our childbearing age and my wife is along in years. So he's questioning it. So how does the angel handle it? The angel said to him, this part is interesting. The angel says, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God and I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not be able to speak until the day this happens, because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their appointed time. So this angel, you know, this um, angel Gabriel was one of the archangels. He says, are you questioning me? Are you talking to me? No, I'm just kidding. He's saying, I stand in the presence of God, pretty much. I'm bringing you news from God, your creator, our creator. And you're questioning me and you're saying, how can this be? You know, you're talking to the God of miracles, God who can do anything. And you're saying, how can this be? So what does the angel do? He says, you're not going to be able to talk anymore. You're going to be silent. So he becomes mute. So <laughs> this whole time that, his, and then his wife was conceived and becomes pregnant and she gives birth to John. So this whole time, this whole nine months, from the time actually that John, that this the angel Gabriel visited Zachariah, gave him the news, Zachariah questioned it. He kind of in, in unbelief. He's saying, um, "How can I be sure of this? Like I can't believe you. I'm, I can't be sure of that. How can I be sure of this? You know?" And because of that, the angel Gabriel makes him mute, which means he can't talk anymore. So why is that, guys? I mean, we'll come back to this and explore it more, but. This this whole nine months of pregnancy, think about it. If Zachariah, I mean, people, when, when a woman gets pregnant, it doesn't show right away, right? It could take three to four. Some people don't, some, some women don't even show till they're five months pregnant. What if, what if he used his words and unbelief toward his wife and saying, yeah, 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 I saw this angel. She came, this angel came to me and he told me you're going to be pregnant. But who are we kidding? You know, could have been a dream. You're old. I'm old. When it was time, you didn't get pregnant. It's impossible for you to get. So his words definitely could have affected her pregnancy, you know. Um, so that's why the angel made him mute. And then it says that when he was born, that's when he was able to speak again. Um, so and then he said, yes, we have to name him John, which is what Elizabeth uh, knew as well, that God that was that John was from God and he wanted that, that God wanted John to be named John. And he gave him to Elizabeth and, and Zachariah. So another story that I want to share with you guys is um, Virgin Mary. So let's see how the power of words had effect in that situation. And again, um, I believe this is in Luke 1. And this is verse 26. It says, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy. Okay, remember now Elizabeth is pregnant. She's six months pregnant. God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his word and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. 
He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin. So um, I just want to stop right here for a second. Do you see how her question, she also, of course, she was also looking at the facts and thinking, this is impossible. How is this possible? And then she explains why she's asking that question. She says, since I'm a virgin. So she's never been with a man. She's not married. And she's saying, she's not saying what Zachariah said. Zachariah questioned, questioned the miraculous power of God. And he said, how can I be sure of this? Like, what guarantee do you have for me? In other words, Mary is just asking with her natural mind. She can't grasp how can a virgin become pregnant? She's not saying, how can I believe you? Right. She's saying she's just asking, like, what's the process? <laughs> because the, the process that I know hasn't happened. So how can I be pregnant? So then the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And, sh and she who was said to be unable to conceive in her is in her sixth month, for no words from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. So the difference between how Mary handled this miraculous situation than Zachariah, Mary just asked, how is this, what's the process? How is this going to be done? And the angel explains to her, he's like, this is going to be done by the power of the Holy Spirit will come on you and you will conceive and then explains pretty much how it's going to be done. And Mary doesn't question it anymore. L listen to her words. She's saying, I am the Lord's servant. Mary answered, may your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. You guys, this is a great lesson for us that we can say, we can do the same thing Mary says. Whatever promises God has for us, we can say, we are the Lord's sons and daughter. May his word his word, right, be fulfilled, his words to me, to you, be fulfilled. May, pretty much you're saying, may God's will be done in this situation. May his word be fulfilled. So that's the difference between the two stories. And I just wanted to uh, share with you guys of how important it was to the point that the angel had to make Zachariah mute. So he doesn't say anything to undo God's word in Elizabeth. Um, but Mary cooperated and said, yes. Whatever God's will is, whatever his word says, let that be fulfilled. She cooperated, right? She had a choice. She could have said, no, I can't accept this. I'm not married. They're going to stone me if they see me pregnant. Nobody's going to believe me that an angel came to me and said, you're going to be pregnant and Holy Spirit is going to, you know, come on you and that's how you're going to get pregnant and you're going to give birth. Nobody's going to believe me. She didn't put herself first. She said, let God's word be fulfilled. That's what she said. Um, so, um, you guys just want to say it's so, um, I mean, the, the, the way we are, the way we live in this world, we're so moved to talk out of our emotions all the time. And I'll be honest with you, as you get more and more close to God, you're, you're going to learn how to, <laughs> how to put a lid on your flesh, not to act based on your flesh. It's not based on, I feel like I want to but I don't feel like it, but I feel like it's not based on that anymore. 
it's going to be based on the word of God says this, and I'm going to submit to that, even though I may suffer, even though this is really hard for me to do it this way, but I'm going to do it God's way. And trust me, you guys, that's when, that's when you're set free. And that's when you receive God's blessings because you're on his path now. Um, so just remember that when we speak, we unleash supernatural power. You know, we pretty much right now have the things that we have spoken in our lives. Um, so our words can cause us to make the right decision or the wrong decision. So it's not just important. I'm, they, it's the, the power of our words. You've heard it many times. I'm not just saying it's from a Christian point of view, but you've heard it among other different point of views. You know, Gandhi said, your belief comes your thoughts, your thoughts become your words, your words becomes your actions, your actions become your habit, your habits become your values, and your values becomes your destiny. So in the beginning, it's your words, and the last word is your destiny. And it's biblical because that's what the Bible says, that our words have the power of life and death, right? I have given you the power of life and death um, in your tongue. So we have to be careful of the words that we speak. But the enemy is not going to sit by and let you guys just cruise by and or me and have a great life so we can just speak of all the great things that is in our lives. No, we're pretty much constantly under attack. So did you, if you ever hear these voices in your head and you think they're your thought, they're not your thought. If you hear the voices, you're not worthy. You know, who do you think you are? You are guilty. You're so stupid. I mean, how many times people say, I'm so stupid. You know, I forget things or, or this, we, we, it's almost like a, a, I don't know. It's like a natural thing to put ourselves down and talk negative about ourselves. Right. And then you can hear the voices of you're a loser and you can hear the voice that people don't like me or I'm not attractive. I'm not, I'm not good enough and I'm a failure. So if you're hearing these things, these are not your voice. These are the voice of the enemy. They're demonic and they're meant to attack you and to make you feel less worthy, less loved than, than who you truly are. So in other words, you truly have to know your identity in Christ. And it's that, you know, when you hear those words, do the opposite. You know, the word of God, if you guys haven't um, studied the armor of God, I think I have a teaching on that. You can please go back and find the teaching on the armor of God. Uh, one of the, the weapons we fight the enemy with is the word of God, which means the words that we speak, the scripture, the word of God that God says, you know, um, it's a spiritual weapon when we speak. So when you guys hear those negative things in your head, try this. Don't verbalize what you hear in your head. I know your flesh or our flesh gets satisfaction when we feel this heaviness in us, when we just have to talk to somebody. We got to let somebody know what's going on. Because like I feel my flesh gets relief when I talk. But honestly, think about it. When something happens and you talk about it, and I'm not and I'm not saying you should never talk about it. That's not what I'm saying. But the more we talk about like something that is not right, we hear ourselves like we're playing that movie for ourselves over and over, and it makes us more mad. You think you're getting relief, but really it's making us more angry and more mad when we see it and hear it. So instead. I mean, you, you can definitely, first of all, talk to God. And if he directs you, talk to somebody that you can trust who can say, you know what, let's pray over the situation. You know what, let's say, let's see what the word of God says about the situation. We're going to claim that over the situation and we're going to claim victory. 
So if you want to talk to somebody like that, great. But if you want to talk to somebody who's just going to agree with your fleshy feelings and say, you're right, I'm sorry, this is horrible, this is terrible, it's not going to get better, it's just going to get worse, what a horrible thing, you know, how does that make you feel? <laughs> and again, it's not about our feeling, but um, ultimately, right? So, um, so if you guys hear those negative things in your head, come back and verbalize these words. Say, I am healthy. I am blessed. God loves me. God is for me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am highly favored. People like me. I am strong. I'm committed. I'm a great person and I'm capable. So if you have to write these down somewhere and repeat them out to yourself, because you know what? We all every now and then need encouragement. Actually, more than that. <laughs> But we hardly get it, right? People are so busy, so wrapped up in their own lives that they, they, they hardly ever stop to give an encouragement to someone else. I mean, we might do it for our kids, right? Every now and then. We might every now and then do it to our husbands or, you know, to our spouses. But it's not something that we naturally do all the time. So you have to encourage yourself. You can't wait for someone else to come encourage you. So encourage yourself in the Lord and just again, Say those words. Say, God loves me. He lo if he loved me enough to send his son to die instead of me so I can become his daughter, his son, then does that mean he doesn't care about this problem that I have? No, God loves me. And I'm going to pray and I'm going to surrender the problem to him and let him handle it. You know, say Psalm 512. The word of, the word of God says that, uh, that he surrounds the righteous with his favor as with a shield. I have favor wherever I go, you know. Um, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's a Bible verse. Memorize verses on protection when you're afraid. You know, I see so many people are living in fear in these times. And maybe there's a, a lot of reasons to live in fear, but we're not supposed to live in fear as children of God because we have to believe the word of God that says he protects us from the evil one. He does not hand us over to him. You know, we have angels that protect us all the time. So it's really important to... To, to speak the word, but again, it's easier said than done if you don't know the word. So to try to find some scripture for every situation you're dealing with. Have it handy. Write it on your notes in your phone or whatever. You know, do it the old-fashioned way. Write it on three-by-five cards or carry it with you. Whatever works for you. Write it on your tablet. So anytime that negative thought comes to your mind or somebody or enemy can speak through other people to you. They can attack you through other people who are not in line with the with the word of God and they may have good intention, but they might say something that will completely like come against you and attack you. Right? So when that happens, say, you know what? I don't, I don't receive that. I'm sorry. I don't accept that. That's not from God because the word of God says this about me. For example, let's say it has to do with your work. Let's say you're in sales and you tried really hard for a sale and it, it fell through and it didn't happen. And the enemy is saying you're a failure, you know, you worked so hard on this and look at it, nothing, nothing came out of it. And you have to come back and say, nope, the works of my hands are blessed. God has something better prepared for me. This was experience for me. Or you can turn it into something good and use scripture on that. There's tons of scripture on the works of our hands, that the Lord blesses the works of our hands. Um, now, does that mean every time we commit to something it's going to turn into gold. No, but it could be the process of learning and growing and gaining experience, right? Because no matter what, God expects us to work because he meets the, the, he meets the needs of our, he meets all of our needs. And also 
it says that God even cares about our desires, right? So um, I think I'm going to end this teaching here, you guys. So I just want to say, be very mindful of the words you speak. I know your flesh is not going to agree and is going to say, ah, you're being fake. Don't say that. You feel this way. Don't say it the other way. People are going to laugh at you. Nobody likes it when you talk like that. Uh, you're just being positive and it's just silly and just be normal like everybody else. Well, how is everybody else feeling? Everybody else is in fear. They're miserable. They're down. They're depressed. Um, they turn to other things to momentarily make themselves feel better. No, don't be like everybody else. The Bible says that you're in the world, but not of the world. The Bible says that your citizenship is of heaven. So we as children of the Most High God, as the righteous people, we have to shine like stars among other people. They have to see your joy and they have to see your light and they have to say, what, what is it about them? How come they're not sad? How come they're not angry? How come they're not down? They're in this, they're, they live in the same environment as, as I do. How come they're not afraid? They have to see that in, in you guys. So, and in order for that to happen, you guys have to come near to God, trust him, know the scripture, believe it, put your faith in it and speak it. You guys remember the words we speak, if they're the word of God, if they're scripture, they're weapons, they're spiritual weapons that come against the enemy anytime he tries to come against you. But even if you don't know scripture, if you hear the thought you're a failure, say the opposite. Say, actually, I'm a success, you know, and then your mind is going to laugh and say, ha ha, who you're kidding? You're not. And, and keep saying, I'm a success. I'm a child of the most high God. And then trust me, the more you talk that way, you're going to talk yourself out of depression. You're going to talk yourself out of anger. You're going to talk yourself out of disbelief and you're going to see, Hey, I feel much better right now. Right. And, and all you did is just change your words. You did not verbalize what the enemy put in your head. You, you, what you verbalize is what the word of God says about you. So really that this whole teaching, that's all it's been about all along. Learn scripture, come to trust God, and verbalize God's words and blessings over yourself, over your family, over your kids, your friends, uh, immediate family, extended family, your spouse. Even if something is wrong with their lives, verbalize the scripture. When you pray, use the scripture over them. Say, this situation may be a fact right now, but the truth is the word of God. The truth is the situation will turn around, will align itself with the word of God, which says this, and then you can quote a scripture about this so yes you may have to do a little bit of homework to find out what the scripture is i mean honestly with technology nowadays it's pretty easy all you have to do is google a scripture on and then put whatever you need help with so you guys i think i'm going to end this teaching here and we'll start a new one so until the next teaching god be with you and god bless you